his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone, touchdown, Indiana. Welcome to the Alio Podcast, presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. If you're interested in nothing but like random IU football retweets and some Arsenal stuff every now and then. But um, where you won't find that is my co-host, and you also won't find him here either because he is back from Vegas, just got back a little bit ago. We're giving him the day off. Uh, it's a long day, and we'll tell you why it's going to be a long day here in a little bit. Uh, but with me, um, somehow almost more than Brandon is, uh, our producer, Seth, you can block him on Twitter. If you haven't already done it, it's at say top five S E T A H five Seth. I'm, uh, not looking forward to today, but yeah, what's up, man? Yeah. Today's or this evening is going to be a long one. You, you're already full of piss and vinegar. Um, I got you riled up a little bit. You've riled yourself up a little bit. Now you're adding alcohol to the mix. Whew. All right. It could Threat be a fun midnight. one. Let's not do that. It could be a fun one. It just <laughs> might be like really funny. Maybe we'll see. I mean, I've warned uh, him. I've warned him in advance. So, okay. That's good. That's good. Um, super annoying could be another word for it too, but um, okay. Let's get right into it. We're here to preview before we do that. We're here to preview. Um, I use matchup first road matchup. Uh, it's at Maryland. It's the fourth, fifth game of the season. Uh, but before we talk about that matchup, we'll just go real quick. Uh, don't forget, guys, check out the podcast website. It's podcastleo.com. Uh, store is up and running. Got a shirt, got stickers, cool stuff like that. I mean, just rep LEO podcast wherever you go. Um, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at podcastleo. You guys are starting to trickle in. I think we're at 65 this morning. Don't forget. 35 away from somebody winning a t-shirt. I figured out, I think the best way to do that would be get to hundred followers and then randomly pick one of the hundredth followers. Cause maybe people are waiting to be. The oh yeah. They're just followers. lurking in the weeds, baby. They're just, yeah. So don't wait. Cause I'll tell you what, number 100 is probably not going to be it. So get in there while you can. And then we're going to put it in the random number generator thing. And then we're going to pick a number and go from there. And if it's a bot, it's a bot. It is what it is. Uh, it won't be a bot. We'll pick one of you cool guys. So uh, again, we have Patreon. Um, I think what we're going to do later, Seth, needs to maybe be on Patreon. Um, like a Patreon-only thing. What we're going to do later, I'll just tell you guys about this now, is we're going to have, um, as we talk about all the time, Big Banter has podcasts for all other 13 football teams and basketball teams across the Big Ten. Um and we are going to have the Big Banter representative for Maryland on. And I know that that sounds just as exciting as it should. Um, and I'm sure it'll be great. Hey, so, I will give them this. They might have the best podcast name out of the group. They think, I know I you're think biased. No, 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 no. Ours, ours is... Uh, Serves a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, ours is, is in, in jeopardy of, of needing a change. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what i'll say his not so much his is uh his is a long lasting long living podcast name <clears throat> um his name's jordan he's from the turtle heads podcast. <laughs> uh, 
if you don't know what a turtle head is, I guess just maybe Google it. Just not at work. Yeah. I'm just like, you're not I've, in front of other people. Yeah. Not like a sexual thing. Just no, 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 no. Yeah. So. There's, some, there's some poops. Yeah. Speaking of poop, uh, let's talk about game five of the season. Uh, IU traveling in to Maryland at two and two Maryland four and on the season, I think ranked in a couple spots, maybe not sure. Seth's, I, you know, you know what? Fun fact, six ACC teams, four and one of them, not Clemson. How's that for a fun fact? Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Maryland. Maryland has played a heck of a schedule. Oh, they just top notch. Just a just a dog fight of a schedule. Uh, they've played the first three games at home. That was a win against Townsend, a win against Charlotte, which they were struggling bad with Charlotte for a lot of that game. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter kind of turned it on. And then they played Virginia at home. And Virginia, if you guys haven't watched Virginia play, they're fun. Their core, they got a little freshman quarterback that is just a gunslinger, like the definition of a gunslinger. Doesn't care, throw it wherever he wants. Usually it gets picked off, but they're fun to watch because he's like a super emotional kid. Calandry. Yes, Calandry. Calandria? Calandria. I don't know. There's an A, but I don't know if it's like, you know, uh, one, he is. one if, sound if, or two. Yeah. I don't know when they play. Maybe they play at noon uh, on Saturday. If they do, I'm going to be watching it. Uh, because they are entertainment. Virginia football, they play at 2 o'clock. Weird 2 o'clock. I'm probably not going to watch this game. It's against Boston College. Yeah, your dog's barking. He might watch it. Um, But they're fun to watch. If you catch them, if they're on the, the telly somewhere, keep it on there. It's fine. Just He's just barking. It's no big deal. Um, Keep it on there. Watch him. You'll You'll love it. It's great. Sometimes it's really bad. That game was a lot of times. It's good. That game was a dogfight for the first half, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird scoreline of 42, 14, but they were in it. Yeah. First part. Same thing with Charlotte, though. Charlotte was in Mm -hmm. it for a while. Uh, The first and last game that they played, nobody was in it except for Maryland. Uh, MSU was dominated from the start. Um, it was a weird game. That game, I looked up the stats. I thought maybe they ran all over him because two of it, or sorry, I'm going to do this a lot. Uh, Talia didn't have like a huge stat line, um, but they didn't run the ball that well either. They ran it at a decent clip, like per carry, but they didn't run for like, they ran 130 bucks, 130 yards. Uh, the Maybe, only way like, I could six or seven rushers was they slept walked their way to a 31, nine road win. Yeah, in the Big Ten. I'm I mean, Michigan's based on, not that great, but I mean, no. and based on today's news of Mel Tucker being officially fired, I'm assuming it's going to get worse. Oh, um, I think let's just go ahead and say I think we expect some kind of mass transfer exodus. We can talk more about that later, maybe. But we we can't. Uh, but while we're on the topic, I'd like to see what your opinion is on this. And if you haven't seen or heard this somewhere, Michigan State quote Michigan State is a Top 20, 25 coaching destination. He's nah. trying to talk. He's nah. trying to talk. Nah. No, I don't nah. think so either. And I, I always so see that every time they come out with that, they always say that. Um, but I think every single SEC job is better than it. So there's what? 18 Except for right Vanderbilt, there. maybe? Oh, I don't know. 
no, I'd still, I'd rather be Vanderbilt than Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, just from proximity, SEC is awesome. Um, and then, yeah, no, that's laughable. I'm I can just tell no, you. I would, I would, you. I would have a hard time putting him in the top 40. I mean, I think more people know the head coach of Michigan State, like in general, than they do the head coach of UCLA or Washington. Am, is that I just think those are two bias? really bad examples? Well, I'm just saying, like those are two <laughs> Chip teams. Chip Kelly, who's into the an Big NFL, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Chip Kelly and Kalen DeBoer, right? And we know who they are, but <laughs> I'm just saying, if I were to ask like a random college football fan, no, no, I, I don't think so. Think so. Okay. I, yeah, I, I would almost put almost every Pac, well, former Pac-12 school ahead of them. I'd put probably half the Big Twelve ahead of them as well. I can think of four or five ACC schools that I would easily put ahead of them. Yeah, the more I think about it, it's 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 a subpar it's a bottom not bottom rung but you know it's not a top power five team at all yeah uh they that's what they say that's all unless I there's some pocketbook that i'm unaware of that they're just pumping I think cash they're talking that program about the future yeah the future no, no money i mean it's they're not a tradition rich football program not really so and their stadium's not great they don't have I've a great fan experience. hates that stadium. Hates I mean, it. it's, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're not here to talk about oh, Michigan okay. State. We're here to talk about Maryland. Are we still talking about it? Yes. <laughs> uh, this game is going to take place uh, on a traditional Saturday kickoff. Uh, it's this Saturday, September 30th at 3.30 p.m. in College Park, Maryland, not Georgia um, or Atlanta area. Um Big Ten Network is where you can find it on TV. Uh, believe it or not, it did get the nod ahead of Rutgers Wagner on Big Ten Network. So we're going to be on Big Ten Network one, like the official one, not the I was overflow. Say, I'm so glad I have overflow <laughs> for last week's game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right now, the line is Maryland minus 14 with a weird over under of 50. Yeah. Um, when, when I say weird, I mean Walt Bell over under of 50. Um, the series, I use, you had a fun fact in here, didn't you? Seven. I'm getting ahead of you, aren't I? Yes. Okay. The series is IU seven, Maryland four, really since 2014, it's five to four. Is that 2014? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since 2014, it's five to four. IU won a couple in like the thirties, um, which it is what it is. I mean, this has always been a very close game, usually a score or two. There's a couple games I think where IU blew them out. Um, but other than that, no matter where the game's at, it's usually a pretty close game. Uh, since 2014 though, just for you gamblers out there, the average combined score of the game, 67.3. That's a shocker. And that includes, I use massive explosion of points last year with Connor. Is that his name? Connor Basilak. I think we scored in the thirties. That was like the, the only game we scored in the thirties. Um, maybe outside of Western Kentucky or so. I don't know, whatever. I wouldn't like to forget about last season as much as I can. But yeah, there was a big office, offensive explosion against Maryland. And, and we'll talk about why. Why I think, again, this, and I don't want to put any stock into it. I'm going to continue to kill him. So into Walt Bell at all until I've seen it. Um, but it, it, we could be in for another one. So we'll see. Let's talk uh, Maryland, unless you have anything else to add on the series or the game. Okay, cool. 
Uh, head coach is still Mike Loxley. He's only been there for five seasons. Um, I believe this record is correct. I Googled it and looked at Wikipedia, um, and I've got a record of 25 and 28. Do not know if that includes this season or not. Uh, I feel like it probably doesn't. I feel like he's probably 29 and 28 now. 25 Uh, and 28. See, that's what I'm saying. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Um, We'll talk about their offense real quick, some key players to look at. They're number 31 in total offense through four games at about 450 yards a game and number 28 in the country in scoring offense at about 37 a clip. He was born Christmas Day, 1969. Nice. Great birthday. Great birthday. Tough birthday, actually, (laughs) with a man whose wife was born on the 21st of December. It is a a very expensive month, very expensive week, really, uh, and tough to divide the gifts between the two and figure out which birthday is more more expense-worthy, hers or Jesus, either one. Um, uh, moving on. I just now started, by the way, guys, so it's going to get even better. Uh, quarterback is Tua's brother. Um, he's the leading passer in the big 10 through four games. Granted, you heard who they played through four games. Um, I think he's throwing and tell me if I'm wrong, a disappointing 64% completion percentage, um, which is not great. I think among a lot of the people and now granted Taven was up there until last week when he threw for like 11 of 27. Uh, which was really, really bad. But uh, back to Tua's brother. He's thrown for a smidge over 1,100 yards. Um, one, 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 two is what I've got written down. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions. You'd like to see that a little bit better too, I would assume. Um, I haven't seen any of the picks, but this is a this is a big one, especially against IU. He's only been sacked twice. Uh, he's not an overly elusive quarterback. Like kind of like his brother. His brother they look like they should be able to run like crazy because they're tiny, but um, not an overly elusive quarterback. But uh, yeah, he's hard to bring down. So um, IU has had really good success as far as getting to him um, and putting pressure on him and forcing a bunch of turnovers. You could think about that 2020 COVID game where I think we had three picks off of him. Um, And then last year's game as well. Knocked him out. I think we've traditionally, I think we've, I think it's the fourth time we played him. I think we've knocked him out at least twice out of the game. Um, but that was the Billy I, Edwards. Ugh. Yeah, the Billy, that was a, yeah, I remember that game now that we're talking about it. I was there. It was terrible. Um, all right, let's move on. The running back um, room, which we called at the beginning of the season in episode, oh, I wrote it down somewhere. We'll get there. 140. We, we talked, 140 something. 145. 145. Yeah. We talked about them having a two-headed monster with Roman Hemby and what did I call him? Biggleton, Antoine <laughs> Biggleton, not Littleton, uh, because he is a monster of a guy. Well, they've added a guy, McDonald. I I didn't care to get his first name, um, but they've all kind of split the carries. Roman Hemby has been kind of the big guy. I think through the first two games, people were talking about him as being like this incredible running back, um, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit from there. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. He's very good. Um, had a huge non-conference, but only ran for 12 yards on 10 carries last week. I don't know if you watched any of that game or not, but that's not good. That's 1.2 yards per carry if I do my math right. Um, the other guys ran okay, but again, they only had nine and five carries each, uh, but they were over 30 yards. So again, do the math there. You're about 
you're under four yards of carry on one and then you're at a good clip on the other one. But again, five yards of carry. I use got people that run five yard or five carries a game that can get six yards a clip occasionally. So um, I, it's hard to pinpoint where they're at. Um, but if I were to say if they're going to do anything to expose IU, that might be the part where they want to do it. Because another room of theirs where nobody really stands out, Seth, and maybe you can help me there, is their wide receiver room. Um, they're balanced. They've got three guys over 10 catches on the season. Um, Caden Prather, uh, Juwan Jones, Deshaun Jones, he's the one that's been there for a while, right? Deshaun Jones, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, is it Tay? Tay Felton? Tay. Tay Felton? Tay, yeah. It's not Taj. It's not Taj. It's Tay or Tay. Or Ty. Um Felton all over 10 catches on the season. Again, nothing crazy pops out there. Um, the one guy that's kind of, I was going to see scary until I looked up to see how big he was, was their tight end, Corey Dykes. Um, I six, think two, it's two, Dykes. Dykes? I think so. Whatever. We don't know. We don't know how to say anybody's last name. Uh, six foot two, 215 pound tight end. That's weird, right? He's a slot. It's. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. The junior is the team leader in receptions with 17. Um, he's the only one, I think, that's over 200 yards uh, receiving through four games. And he's got a touchdown to his name. I thought he'd be a problem just based on his stats. And then I saw I, I assumed he'd be a big guy, which IU traditionally struggles against bigger tight ends. Um, I'm not sure what to expect here because I was I- expecting a big time monster of an offense and I'm not seeing it. Caden Prather is the guy you need to be a little bit worried about. He's the 6'4", 200-plus pound receiver who definitely has an ability and uh, may even have a fringe pro prospect. Uh, so I don't know exactly. Um, West Virginia transfer, I think, right? They're a balanced yeah. team, um, which I hate to say, but they just kind of do a, do enough to to get a buy. Um, I think Loxley, from his Alabama days, is all about getting the ball to multiple people and ball distribution and touches. And he seems to have brought that over here. And, you know, the three headed running back monster, they have, you know, it's, it's not terrifying, but they're all efficient. They get the job done. Uh, The three receivers, again, none of them are superstars, but they all have enough that they bring to the table. And then Deitchess is a, is a, is a matchup nightmare because it's hard to get a linebacker on a guy who's actually a receiver playing tight end. Um, so they present to you kind of matchup nightmares all over the field without overpowering you in any specific matchup at the same time. It, it's really a frustrating team um, to watch play because they don't do anything pretty. And then the quarterback is just kind of an escape artist. He elongates plays he doesn't always scramble to run. Sometimes he'll scramble to pass or throw it away. So that's why he doesn't really have any sacks, but he does have some turnovers because, again, he's trying to force things in or he's trying to throw it away and make some mistakes. Um, so he'll, he's good enough to win games, and he's also not great enough to, you know, he can keep you in games too, um, you know. So it's it's hard to know what you're getting week in and week out, and they haven't played anybody. So yeah. how do you put any stock in this? Yeah, it, it's still early. I think maybe after this week or maybe the next week, we'll start to kind of be able to filter out kind of your your pretenders and and uh, contenders on this one. And, and it'll be interesting to talk to Jordan um, later to see what his thoughts are on it. But yeah, the balance is there. Um, 
there's there are weapons, but not like overly scary weapons where you're like, yeah, this guy could kill you. No, and the but thing I'll throw no... in the thing I'll throw in Jordan's face is his best two players offensively are on Alabama and defensively are on Penn State. CJ Dupree and uh Chop Robinson. Like so yeah. their best players go elsewhere <laughs> to play. Yeah. That's that is that is uh interesting. I don't know if we should throw that in his face necessarily. Nah. Uh, but we'll see, you know, a- another frustrating part and another balanced part, I guess you would say of this team is their defense. It's something that Brandon has expressed a decent amount of concern with, and I don't see what he's seeing maybe. And I've watched zero Maryland zero. I, I could care less. They are strongly becoming one of my least liked teams in the big 10, um, just based on my co-host's like weird affinity for their quarterback and for their team in general, um, and their helmets and jerseys overall are just like vomit worthy. It's a as lot. It is. So, um, their defense number forty-seven in the country, allowing about three hundred and thirty yards per game. Don't worry, Walt Bell will never touch three hundred and thirty yards a game. Um, and then they give up about twelve point five, which is he about what Walt that. Bell averages, <laughs> yeah, uh, per game, which is number eleven in the country. Uh, again. You know, Townsend, Charlotte, Virginia, Michigan State. Take it as you will. I'm not saying this is not a bad, a good team. They could be a very good team. I mean, they're four and zero. They're undefeated. They beat the teams on their schedule. They did what they needed to do. They didn't cover against Charlotte, but again, a win's a win. We didn't cover against Akron, so um, they don't really have anybody that's any like individual talent. Maybe outside of Tareeb Still, who's a defensive back, tied with three picks uh, for the lead in the conference with my boy. Uh, Phil Dunham. Um, other than that, nobody's like a crazy tackler. Their number one tackler is a safety, uh, Bo Brady. Um, good, good player. He's a senior. He should get drafted. Um, he's got a pick on the season as well. He's got 23 tackles through four games. That's your leader. I mean, but that's, that's the thing. Maryland always randomly produces safety and corner Safety's talent. Nick Cross. I don't know what the, yeah, I was going to say, you got Nick Cross. There, there's been other players. I mean, um, oh goodness, but it's just the, the, the matter is braid is probably going to be a pro still braid or Brady. I think it's, Brady. I've heard it braid. Um, okay. Braid's fine. Whatever. S- still is a really decent college DB and they always seem to have big oversized rangy linebackers. And yeah, yeah. And a couple of them even Monsters. were highly recruited. I think, well, I think Hippolyte may have even been highly Hippolyte recruited. junior or whatever. I think is that his yeah, name? Yeah. But they Ruben. typically, they get these guys. They're in a football rich area. They're able to produce, you know, a few recruits every once in a while and get them. They have a hard time retaining them. I'll say, but, um, you know, they, they churn out random dudes. They don't get a lot of press though. No. And the, uh, you 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 kind of touched on Caleb Whitehead and and Ru- Ruben. Hey Ruben, hey, hey uh, Ruben. What's his name? Hippolyte. Yeah. Uh, those are the those are the linebackers. Those are the guys that are going to cause some problems on Saturday. Um, but they, I don't think they hold a candle to Aaron Casey or, um, I mean, I'm not saying that you know Jacob Magnum Farrar is is any better than either one of these two, but Aaron Casey's insane. The beginning of his season is crazy. I mean, tackle numbers compared to, I mean, he's, he's tied for the lead in the big 10 and tackles. I mean, that's, that's big. Um, see if you can keep it up, stay healthy, knock on wood. Um, you know, but again, solid, 
not anybody that really flies off the page is somebody that's like a day one pick or a first team all American or first team all big 10. Um, but just a really solid group all the way across the board. So, um, let's move on. Let's get to, uh, IU players to watch. Um, I'm interested to see who you want to watch on offense. Yeah, so I did my typical cop-out where I didn't give a name. I put question marks in here. Um, And so my answer is anyone but Camper and Lucas. So if I'm Maryland, those are the two players who are getting 100% of my pregame focus. And so those are two big playmakers, and I'm not going to let them beat me. So I'm looking for who is the guy or the guys to step up and and beat the third best DB or the best linebacker on a route. Is that Turner? Is it Archer? Is it Carter? Maybe it's Taven using his legs. You know, I don't know, but it has to be somebody or a combination of somebody's. Yeah. Well, I have four written down. One of them is Camper. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that he is legit. I think he's legitimately the, like top three wide receiver in the Big Ten, top four wide receiver in the Big Ten. I'm trying to think Penn State. They don't have anybody that super jumps out. Michigan has one. I think that's really good. And then obviously you've got the two at Ohio State. Um, He's his talent is insane. Like if he had a legit offensive coordinator who is number one on my list, Walt Bell, that's who I'm watching on offense. Is he going to pull his head out of his? Yes or no, because it's it's put up or shut up time, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying that Maryland, Maryland statistically has got a good defense, but is it a product of their schedule or are they a really good defense? And I think that it's time for Walt Bell to show up. You know, we talked about Tom Allen kind of calling him out. Um, I wish he would have called him out the way that Dion called out that, uh, McCormick kid. I don't know if you heard that or not. Did you hear that? Mm-mm. Oh, this side story real quick. Basically, they've got they stole the number two recruit in the country. Uh, McCormick is his last name. I can't remember his first the, the name. The running back is it? I'm not sure. Not sure where he plays. I just heard this today. But he, somebody was asking him. Was like, hey, you know, why haven't we seen him on the field? I mean, even if you know, you, you guys were down like for what forty two nothing at one point against something like that. Uh, Oregon, like, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? He's like, listen, I'm old school. You got to show up to meetings on time. You got to do this. You got to read the playbook. You got to do this. And then he goes on this rant about how he's old school. And then he squeezes in there. I watch or I keep an eye on film hours, which is not old school. You know, everybody's given an iPad or whatever they use now. And you have to watch a certain amount of film. And if people can track that, he's not watching any film. He's not showing up to meetings on time. He's not doing all this other stuff. So I wish Tom Allen would come out and be like, he's not calling the right plays. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's got all this talent out there. And he won't throw the ball to Cam Camper. He won't throw the ball in space or get Jalen Lucas in space. He won't allow Taven Jackson to run the football in a, a decent scheme, like all that stuff. I wish he would just do that. Either way, if you guys really want to hear what Dion said, and I've had enough Dion. I love pissed off Dion, which is great because I've had enough of him all over ESPN and all that stuff with their fraud program. But uh, if you want to see that, you guys should look it up. It's pretty good. McCormick's the kid's last name. What's his first name? He said. I can't find that. Oh, I thought you looked him up. All right. I think it's McCormick. Colorado McCormick. I don't know. Look it up. Uh, Defense, who are you watching? I have two groups. That's what I did. Who are they they using to spy? Oh, the spy. 
I mean, it might be it. Noah. Noah. That'd probably be my pick. Um, you do lose out on him in the pass rush as a blitzer. Yeah, but do you put do you put Magnum Ferrar on the slot or tight end? That's the question. That's the or trade you go off. single deep because now who do you put on deep safety? Shift. Put it's single a- deep safety and put uh, my number one. Could put uh, Lewis Moore or Phil Dunham on whoever's in the slot. I mean, they're really yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, I was gonna say okay, that's cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, how did how did Akron exploit IU? It was iron iron scrambling and lingered yeah. runs. So whoever steps up and contains, or do they? Maybe they just use disciplined pass rush. Maybe they don't need to spy him. You know, it, it, there's so many options on how you know how to defend him because he's not really like a guy who you're like, oh, we have to get him to throw the ball because he's decent enough. He can he can exploit you. And you don't want to force him to run because he's decent enough to. So it's a pick your poison. And, you know, whichever one you ultimately decide, you know, is going to let you. I was going to say is going to let you beat you. Hopefully that's not the case. But, uh, you know, whichever one you focus on, he has a really good counter punch, too. Um, so whatever that's it's going to be a huge part of the game plan is how do you limit him both on the ground and through the air? I was trying to see if there were like active stats on Big Ten offensive lines. But I'll just go to like a preseason thing here. And they've got, I mean, they only went to the top five. And Maryland's not in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to see what we can do. As I said, traditionally, we've been able to get to two. To, oh, what does the guy keep doing it again? Talia, Talia. We've been able to get to him. Um, so if we can maintain a, a, either, a, either a five-man rush or an occasional um pressure with a four-man rush i think that you'll be you'll be sitting kind of pretty there i think the main thing there is though to stop the run first and make make to his brother beat you the good news is you've gotten to him without an andre carter before so how does that wrinkle ratchet up the pass rush even more does that change a scramble to a sack does that change a sack to a forced fumble does that change it to a an interception instead of throwaway you know those one or two marginal plays is is Andre Carter that difference maker? Yeah. Andre Carter, by the way, leading the Big Ten. I'm pretty sure I saw this today. Leading the Big Ten in tackles for loss. Um, I think he's tied with Aaron Casey. I think it's those two are leading the, the Big Ten in tackles for loss. It's like three, but um, still a pretty good stat for defensive end. Um, we flew through that part, I think. What are we, 30 minutes in? I guess we didn't really fly, so... Um, either way, let's get to the sponsor of the podcast. That's Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear, shirts, the hoodies, the koozies. As a thank you to our listeners that they are offering and we're offering through them 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. That's LEO. And then the number's one zero at checkout. Now, back to the show. No Brandos Randos. No Brandos bets. Um, let's get to predictions. Original Seth prediction was, uh, and I'll just spoil it for everybody. Everybody has this as a loss. Um, Seth had it as 24-27 Maryland, uh, which would cover uh, the over-under, but would not get the spread what is it now because i'm assuming that's going to be different yeah so i have it 
24-14 Maryland. That's not far off from what I had expected. Uh, I have a little bit more low scoring this time because I do believe in this defense. I think they're good enough to keep you in pretty much every game moving forward. The question comes down to whether or not they have to score points to keep the offense in the game. Uh, and I think they keep you in this game late into the fourth quarter where eventually they get to a, a two score differential. But but I think uh, between Aaron Casey, Noah Pierre and Andre Carter, you keep this game interesting. You keep it low scoring and uh, you prevent them from covering. OK, OK, um, I'm trying to find Brandon's from earlier today. Um, it was ugly. his original was IU losing 33 41. Uh, his new one is not great. Uh, he's got IU losing 37 17. Cut that, cut that, <laughs> cut that out. Is that what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love to cut that out and love to cut it out. I'm not gonna budge. I'm not gonna budge. I do, I think it's a close one. Um, I've got us losing the game 27 28. Uh, I I don't know how it's going to go. These games are always so weird. As I said, nobody's like over the top scares me on their team to where I need to be like, well, if we shut this one person down, then we'll be all right. The balance is kind of, it might work out in IU's favor, which is weird. Because if you look back at some of the people that have caused some problems. So, so far this year, um, I mean, they shut down a, a maybe a, a cut down version of Ohio State and kind of their balanced attack. Um, the one that's really caused this defense problems was for a half with a weird Jack Plummer game um, where he was going to go deep against single athletic wide receivers um, and a small, quick little running back. Those two things have caused... IU problems. And again, for it was just for a half. They made adjustments afterwards and and should have probably done some more in that game. But uh I think having a balanced attack coming in uh against this defense may almost work in IU's favor. Uh, but it's whether or not it's all come boils down to what the offense can do. And that's what that is what it is. What I'll give Mike Loxley credit for as an offensive coordinator, especially, is he likes to isolate players and get them in matchups. So don't be surprised if there's a player or two that just doesn't make any damn sense. And all of a sudden you see some guy wandering down the field wide open. He is that guy who gets people loose weirdly. And then also because of the previous over, you know, over unders of this game being in the mid 60s. Does this just randomly turn into a shootout? Like I have no, I no prediction for that coming. But previous results seem to, you know, seem to indicate that points may end up on the board somehow. I just don't see the, it happening. Let me read the previous games here. Um, I'm not going to do win loss. I'm just going to give the scores: thirty-eight, thirty-three, thirty-eight, thirty-five. 11 to 27, 28, 34, 32, 34, 42, 39, 36, 42, 28, 47, 37, 15. Those are the scores since 2014. I mean, I've watched most of those games. And if I, if you would have asked me, I'd been like, oh yeah, that was probably like a 24, 17 win. I I don't remember any. These games are fun, dude. They're fun games. 
they're fun games to watch. And I just had some two two really bad teams. Um, I mean, have gone in. Think about this. Our team from last year, everybody hates that team, right? 33 points at home. And then our team the year before was, that was Donovan McCauley's first start, if I remember right. 35 points. 35 points. They didn't touch 20, I don't think, the rest of the season. I'm telling you, when these two teams get together, there's some points that get put on the board. So I hope so. That'd be interesting because yeah. that'll, that'll mean good things for this offense. That'll mean good things boding God, well moving so. forward. Because as we get into final statements, I think that like I'm not focused so much on the final score. I'll be honest with you. This is a game that you know you guys are a 14 point dog. So you know, and that's probably the right call. But what I want to see is improvement from the coaching perspective, from the preparation standpoint, and from the in-game adjustments, looking to see, you know, looking good in a loss can keep hope alive and believe it or not, build some momentum if you're showing signs of growth, progress, and toughness. Here's I a, believe in here's that. Here's a fun question. Here's a fun question. I think I know the answer. Would you rather have a win, an ugly win? It doesn't even have to be last week. It could be... Western Kentucky with Penix in 2021 on the road. Would you rather have a win like that? Or would you rather, you know, lose by a, a field goal, but we scored 28 points? So I'll, I'll answer that this way. I would rather lose 31-28 than win 13-10. Okay. Because if you're... Okay. If you're or 10 7, because if you're winning and only scoring 10 points and you're that's all you're scoring against Maryland, you're Brian that's a lot. That's a lot to ask yeah. a defense week in, week out. Is uh, that Brian? Is that his name Brian Ferentz at Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Nepo baby. Yeah. Yeah. You're Brian Ferentz. Are we going to, we're going to do a crossover with that. We have to, right? You're a, you love with Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. I hate Iowa. I hate Iowa. You go there all the time. You would think I like, like Iowa. I like that area of Iowa, but I don't like the school like that, or the, the area that house and that property are on. That's the area yeah, of Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Des Moines. I like downtown Des Moines. It's it's cool. It's a cool little city. Yeah. Um, usually we have Seth put these up on Twitter, but Twitter is a very toxic place right now. Um, I, I haven't have done much it. to help that, so I no. I'm going to let everybody know something, and I didn't let them know last last podcast i don't think and i really don't think you guys care but i just need to get it off my chest like i haven't even looked at the leo podcast twitter like i i guys there's notifications all over my phone it drives me nuts like sometimes i'll get on there i'll close my eyes i'll hit the bell whatever make the notification go away like it's disgusting it's disgusting like this everybody complains about nobody caring about the football program or like nobody putting anything in. Do you guys really think that like when Alabama lost to Texas, it was like fire everybody? No. Or like when Clemson loses the Florida state again, these are losses. I don't care. We won two and two. It sucked. It was really bad. I was there. I hated it. But like the toxicity that happens afterwards is crazy so just take a breath before you tweet next time that's all i'm gonna say even i did that even i did that i was gonna say you it's in the drafts it's in no the drafts. you posted one of them what was that one i was gonna say go talking about the louisville game maybe no the last game weekend the uh 
Yeah, you let one off. Maybe the Firewalt Bell one? Yeah, I was going to make them guess it, but thanks for outing yourself. Oh. Yeah, the all I caps I mean, with I'm periods assuming. between. <laughs> I didn't know if I sent that as a tweet or if that was no, a... No, that um, was all you. Because I want to look at the... I want to look at the draft that I have in here and see what that is all about. All right, let's wrap this up first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, need yeah, to get you. I need to keep you uh, fired up until nine o'clock or whatever. That's not gonna happen. I gotta go deal with my kids here in a minute. Um, yeah. So guys, stick around. Don't stick around. Actually, just finish this podcast because we'll have another one coming out. Um, I think, I we're, think gonna... we're gonna release this Thursday and then uh, the one we're recording later Friday. Maybe unless it's real short. Where, yeah, like, we'll I see. just walk off. One of the two, which could happen. I've um, warned him. That's all I can say. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, be sure to check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. It's at podcast LEO. If you guys are doing anything on threads, I don't think anybody's paying attention to it. So, I'm off. Yeah, I'm I'm on it, but I haven't looked at it in weeks. Oh, uh, make, make sure you f- make sure you follow our uh, father company. I don't know what to call them. I don't know. It's at Big Banter Sports. There's a lot of, uh, you guys want toxicity? That's where you need to go. You want to get a lot of people that hate on Purdue football? That's where you need to go. <laughs> At Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates. Uh, there's a bunch of really shitty, I'm just going to say it, um, Big Ten power rankings that just came out from the last week that have IU uh, in last place, believe it or not. Brad uh, takes nothing personally. Nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> meanwhile, the LEO podcast and the Michigan podcast have iu ranked as ninth in the big 10 uh just behind purdue i think that that michigan podcast has purdue in last i think i think so and i think they're um, doing that to gas you up to make their win or never mind yeah uh, gas themselves up to yeah, gas yeah, themselves yeah. up yeah that's next week so they need to just keep maybe we'll be number two next week uh either way <laughs> check it out drop some anti-purdue anti-turtle stuff in there uh and they've got a lot of other things that they're doing and they do some really bad like big game boomer style rankings of players and stuff so oh it's uh, fun it is fun and and the guy that owns it is a a super cool guy and he likes me so that's that's bonus points um be sure to download rate review and follow on all of our platforms you guys have done a good job of reviewing i actually looked at the apple podcast reviews today um thanks for doing that appreciate it we're at 4.7 if we could get up to like 4.8 That'd be pretty cool. 4.9. Um, to do that, you have to give us fives. So just give us a five and then talk a bunch of shit after that. So uh, either way, join us again on the next episode where we are joined by, with, by, we're, we're, we're doing a crossover. We're going to dock, we're gonna dock with Jordan from Turtleheads. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> That's the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> no, it dock, we're docking because it's Maryland. They're, you know what I mean? Clam chowder. Get your head out of the gutter. Get your head out of the gutter. They, they're not the space program, Purdue guy. Shooting for the moon, baby. Yeah, whatever you're doing. Shooting for uh, <laughs> shooting for a winless big day. Um, yeah, until then, love you guys, Elio. Elio. He said it.